the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It is Thursday. It is COVID briefing day. We're going to be there. We'll cover it, uh, carry it for you right here on the John DePietro Show. Obviously, a big focus of this is going to be on vaccines. It's frustrating. There are starting to be some more outlets. Hopefully, we'll get some good news today. Hopefully, in the next week to 10 days, they will have the vaccine more readily available. I am seeing it's being reported now. Blue Cross Blue Shield Rhode Island said it will end free coverage COVID-19 treatment starting April 1st. They're going to start charging members co-pays, cost-sharing, if they come down, if people come down with the disease, citing the fact the vaccine is now available. I think that's jumping the gun. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Governor McKee speaks out about that because uh, seemingly, folks, we are not going to. If you've been trying to get an appointment, it's not your imagination. It's very difficult. Uh, there is good news now. Apparently, Stop and Shop is going to start to offer the vaccine. Walmart will start to uh, offer the vaccine. The more places that do, the more appointments uh, become available and then more opportunities for the general public to become available. So, listen, it's it's definitely been tough. and um, and But I, I do think in the next seven to 10 days, more appointments will become available. And I think now between now and the end of the month, more appointments are going to become available. Now, I just want to touch on some other stories that are in the news other than U.S. jobless rate claims to U.S. jobless claims now rise to 770,000 with layoffs still high. Folks, the more this stimulus was unnecessary, the more that you pay people not to work, they're not going to work. It's not that difficult. But a couple of the stories in the news that that I want to touch on. One is that White House uh, press secretary says that President Trump is partly to blame for the hate against the Asian community. Let's be very clear. What happened in Georgia, that 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 was not as much as they wanted to be. You know, I saw last night that AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, was saying this is um, what happened was really an example of white supremacy. And her quote was, uh, you know, dismantling racist anti-Asian violence means standing up to white supremacy. They basically want to take this nut who was a 21-year-old oddball who started going to these massage parlors and there were two white people killed in, in these shootings, but this, as much as they want it, they want it to be the narrative they want, the media and people like AOC and the white, even though, you know, President Biden, I, I give him credit. He came out and said, I see no evidence that this was directed uh, as, as hatred towards the Asian community. And that's President Biden saying that. But they are once again trying to basically say, you know, their narrative would have this guy inside the Capitol on January 6th wearing a MAGA hat. That's not what it was. Uh, that's just definitely not what it was. As much as, you know, you were hearing the narrative that they wanted it to be there. They absolutely wanted that to be that this guy, you know, was just filled with it. Um, the shooting suspect told investigators he targeted the business because of he claimed a sex addiction. Politicians, media around the world reporting this as murderous anti-Asian hate inspired by, of course, inspired by President Trump. And that is just not the case. And Vijen Saki, well, President Trump would refer to the coronavirus as the China virus. And so that, listen, that's where it came from. That was nothing new. So this business that and even like a story on it, he killed six Asian women and two others. Two other white people is who he killed. It wasn't that. I know they want it to be that. I saw a quote yesterday where someone was was saying, well, we're supposed to take the police word for it that it. No, this way, like they are adamant. They want this to be that he did this. It was uh, Asian hate crime. And folks, we just we just don't have any evidence that that was the case. Now, there are some other um, disturbing stories in the news. And then you also have, boy, the Wall Street Journal really goes after uh, Rhode Island Senator Sheldon Whitehouse scathing 
editorial that I will be getting into, but I want to be very clear. If you have a question, if you have a question for Governor McKee regarding the vaccine, something, I will be there today. Please log on at the website to petro.com. It's simple. You just click on uh, contact John, and then I will uh, try to get your question answered. But I, I will say what what happened last Friday is we, I believe, you know, we all know it's was completely, completely unacceptable. And the way that the website was not functioning. The good news is you have people like Stop and Shop and Walmart now and CVS and Walgreens. Folks, when you have private sector, when you have private sector against against a state run site, you you always want to go private sector. I'll be I don't even know why they have any of the state. All of this should be done by CVS, Walgreens. Uh, pharmacy at Stop and Shop, Walmart, it should be all private sector because all the problems that they've been having is with the state website. Now, there are some other stories in the news that are odd, like the 31-year-old Army vet was arrested outside Kamala Harris, the vice president of her D.C. home, AR-15, 113 rounds of unregistered ammunition. Now, that's obviously frightening. That's... um. I don't know what to make about that story. This is this is an odd time. There's a lot of nuts out there without question. Paul Murray arrested a short distance from the vice president's house. So um, after texting his mother, he was going to take care of his problem. Now, I don't know what that means. He was uh, from initially from San Antonio, reportedly texted his mother, of course, 31 years old, saying he was in D.C. take care of his problem. He was an Army drone operator. So he now um, is in custody, thank God. But I, at least I, I'm waiting to see if they have footage of him on January 6th uh, out inside the Capitol. But they did get him. No one was injured. The vice president was not home at the time. But folks, this, you know, this drumbeat, when you have that compared with then when you have the situation with what happened with the shooting. You know, it, it should not be your imagination. There are people really driving a narrative right now about uh, about white males, about white supremacy. Everybody's a racist. Um, but the big, big focus of today is going to be the vaccines and the appointments. And, and the state needs to do a better job. Connecticut is number one in the country with getting out the vaccine. Rhode Island is not even close to that, even though we're a smaller state. So much of it has to do with website problems and just who's distributing the vaccine. I think they are going to get better. We know it is a priority for, for Governor McKee. Uh, without question, it is a priority for him. Let, let's face it, it was not a priority for Governor Raimondo. She was checked out. She let things you know, fall off to the side. And, um, and as a result of that, they're now trying to um, uh, you know, pick it up and try to put this thing together. But the... The, the the amount of talk yesterday, and then just some other stories. I mean, there is a picture of John Kerry, of course, former senator of Massachusetts, riding along in a plane with no mask on. <laughs> of course there is. Absolutely, of course there is. Why would anything change? Kerry was always one of those people. Massachusetts Senator John Kerry was like the king of like the rules don't apply to me. Now, I'm also seeing the anti-masker who ripped off the Uber driver's mask and coughed in his face, charged with assaulting and attempting to rob him. Good. I have no problem. Go after people like that. You know, folks, I, is it, it is absolutely just, um, absolutely just, it, 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 everyone needs to like calm down. It is just such an off the wall type of time. All right. We have a lot more. We're going to speak with, uh, our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. And then also the COVID briefing coming up at one o'clock right here on the John DePietro show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. 
You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly totaled vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident... First thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. You are listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It is time for our legal segment. Joining me is uh, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It is attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, I'd like to uh, start off with uh, this motion made by the city. has to do with the incident that happened last October, Jamal Gonzalez riding a moped scooter in the city, uh, felt that the police were chasing him. They go after him. He crashes into the wall, stop sign falls, uh, apparently striking him in the head. And now um, they they basically, the law firm have, have gone after not just the two officers, but also Commissioner Perry and also Police Chief Hugh Clements. What can you tell us? What should we read into the city of Providence filing this? Well, it's it's a relatively standard motion that the defendants here, the city of Providence, et cetera, would file. Um, I don't think that their motion will be successful. Um Amongst the other um, allegations contained in the complaint, other than um, that the officer is giving chase or the officer giving chase was negligent, uh, the plaintiff alleges that the chief, Hugh Clemens, and uh, Commissioner Perry behaved with, quote, reckless disregard and deliberate indifference in hiring, screening, and training and that they neglected to provide officers with adequate training, education, and discipline. Um, I don't think there'd be any facts yet developed through the pretrial discovery uh, process which would support these allegations. Uh, The city, I believe, has um, had an extensive accident reconstruction performed which indicate that the cruiser in question never struck uh, Mr. Gonzalez. Rather, Gonzalez hit a curb, hit a sign, and the sign hit him. Uh, or the cruiser hit the sign, and the sign fell and hit the Gonzalez in the head. Either way, the officers allegedly did not make contact. 
that's the possession position of the defendants. They didn't make contact with uh, Gonzalez's um, motorbike. Um, when a motion like this is made, the court must look at the case and the facts as alleged in the light most favorable to the non-moving party. So by that standard, if the judge has to look at the facts that have been developed to date in the light most favorable to the non-moving party, that would be Gonsalves, it's unlikely this motion will prevail. It's a standard motion that is made. Um, You never know, you might get successful. And if the motion gets denied, it's something that you preserve for an appellate court way down the line. But um, given the standard that the court is obligated to um, utilize in reviewing such a motion, I would predict that the Gonsalves lawsuit will survive this motion to dismiss. If the Gonsalves lawsuit survives the motion to dismiss, however, that doesn't mean the judge thinks that Gonsalves is a winner or that the city was negligent or these cops behaved irresponsibly. This is really, John, a very preliminary matter. Um, I would expect that there'll be far more um, um, discovery taken before this would ever go to trial. I'm sure Gonzalez's family has an accident reconstruction experts, you know, which will provide an opinion. Um, the city will have an expert with a different opinion. Um, there'll be quite a bit of extensive um, investigation into Mr. Gonzalez's injuries, where he was hit, how he was hit, by what he was hit. Um, all of that remains to be fleshed out. But um, it's a standard motion, and I think the, one of the co-counsel uh, for the plaintiff you know, basically said, this is standard, we see this every time. So it's not unusual, and I would not expect it to be a, a successful motion uh, filed by the city. Tim Dodd, what does it do for the case that um, at at the time uh, we, we, there was even rumor at one point that he was going to be taken off life support? He was in a coma. Well, you know now he's been home for two weeks. He's I've seen photos of him. Uh, he's thin, but he is speaking. He's you know going through rehab. What? How does that? The fact that I mean, obviously everyone is thankful that he's alive, but how does that? affect the case that he seems to be recovering and in the reconstruction the police officer um, did not in fact because the the initial report was that the the cruiser like crashed into him and then that crashed him into the wall like a uh, you know like an effect in that way what what does it do the fact that he oh granted we don't know the extent of it but it certainly is in better shape than he was you know five months ago well, yes. The real question is, how is and I don't I have no idea what his real condition is. Um, is he able to um, articulate? Number one, is he able to remember what happened, the sequence of events? If he can remember it, can he articulate it effectively? I don't. I don't know the extent of what his cognitive um, difficulties might be at this time. Um, he's getting therapy. I think he's at a rehab facility in New Jersey. Um, oh no, he Tim. He's been moved home. He's in Middletown now. Oh, he is. Yeah, home? he just okay. got home. He just got home a week ago. I talked to the stepfather okay. last night. Yeah. So it, it remains to be seen. Can he be deposed? Can the defendants ask him questions? Wow. Um, does he remember? I mean, many times in these traumatic sort of injuries, especially when you've got a significant brain injury, apparently, right. you know, he might have a difficult time um, remembering what happened here. So he may not be that helpful. He might be extremely helpful. Hmm. You know, he might say, I felt the bump from the rear and I heard the, the crew, the engine coming ever closer and I felt the jolt and then he'd convey a sequence of events. Typically in a case like this, if he's able to do so, when the plaintiff files its memorandum of law in response to uh, the city's motion to dismiss, they might well have an affidavit by Gonzales as to what happened, or they might have a supporting affidavit from their reconstruction expert. Um, if the city is ultimately found to be liable, 
uh, either through a settlement discussion or after trial, uh, the fact that Mr. Gonzalez survives this, and if he survives with permanent injuries, he's a young man, he's in his 20s, he's got a long life expectancy. Um, the fact that he is still alive and could be, could be, I say, I'm not certain, if he's permanently disabled, um, if he's able to prove a case, the value goes up substantially because, mm. you know, he's going to live with this for, let's call it 50 years. Now, Tim Dodd, what about the fact that uh, this week there's a lot of attention? I attended yesterday. There was a press briefing, Mayor Providence, Mayor Cranston. Police are teaming up. They're trying to do something. But it certainly sounds as if they're changing the policy that exists in the city. Now, Cranston was saying zero tolerance. It's not going to allow. Providence was saying they were careful about it. They're not going to chase. They're not going to pursue, but they're going to follow. So they're not going to follow you. They're not going to pursue you. They'll they'll follow you. And then and I even asked, well, what if, you know, they start going 80 miles an hour? Won't that then turn into a chase? Um, could it affect the case that that it would seem that the city is changing their policy with how to deal with these vehicles? Well, it, it could have an effect on potential future jurors where if they are aware of what's going on and they see that um, Providence and Cranston treat these uh, motorbikes and the people who ride them and swarm vehicles, swarm police cruisers, swarm other vehicles, and generally uh, create a nuisance. Um, the fact that this guy was uh, involved in that type of activity, presumably or allegedly, um, that could have an impact on some jurors who might find that this sort of um, street conduct on motorbikes is dangerous for the public at large and perhaps might presume that you know people who are doing this uh, riding so close to vehicles you know taunting police getting chased maybe for fun or recreation that you know they assume the risk of these types of accidents and these types of injuries um, I, I think it's a development that doesn't particularly help um, Gonzalez's case. Um, I think that Cranston will be shown to have a better, firmer policy. Yeah. Um, I know that Mayor Lorza has sort of um, done a 180 on his, his uh, attitude towards these motorbikes. Yes. And um, – I think he's trying to be too surgically precise in carving out how Providence is going to deal with these um, situations. Um, to your point, what, chase where? Chase how far? Chase yeah. them out of the city? I mean, it doesn't really solve the problem. No. I think that, uh, you know, the mayor's trying to walk a tightrope, but I think he's got to toughen up his position if he wants to have. Um, a policy that his police officers can properly enforce. Tim Dodd, um, last uh, June during the riot, it turned out that seemingly two guys set a Providence police cruiser on fire. Uh, they were trying to find out who did it. It was a night of mayhem in downtown Providence. And as a result, they did find a video that show two defendants, one from Cranston, and then one was uh, right off Union Avenue in Providence. Um, one of them is now apparently changing his plea. And this is my understanding. It's it's this is a federal charge that he's being charged with. Yes, it is a federal charge. The case is being um, litigated in the federal court. He has agreed to plead guilty um, to the charge of setting this uh police cruiser on fire and uh, destroying it. Um, one of the reasons this case winds up in federal court is because there's a federal funding component that cities and towns get to acquire these police vehicles and other police equipment. So because there's federal dollars involved, it becomes a federal case. And when you get involved with a criminal case in the federal system, typically uh, if you're the defendant and you don't walk away with a not guilty, uh, you walk away with a much harsher prison sentence than you might otherwise get if you were in the state system. Um, the crime that he's been charged with, which is you know malicious destruction of a vehicle by fire, uh, especially when it's a, a police vehicle, 
is a mandatory minimum prison sentence that attaches to this for sentencing purposes, a minimum of five years imprisonment and followed by a term of, uh, I believe, up to three years after your release of probation. Now, five years is the minimum. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see this guy get six or seven years. Wow. He will get he will get some credit for the fact that he's coming in and changing his plea and saving the government the time and the expense of going through a trial. Hmm. But um, just as some of the uh, people who stormed the Capitol back in January yeah. are being treated very harshly by the criminal justice system and by the federal system, um, I think to, to, because of the conduct and to send a message for future people thinking about doing something similar, um, one presumes that there's a pretty potent message component that's going to come from this guy's sentencing. You know, oh. gee, maybe we don't want to be um, doing this type of thing um, flagrantly in the open, uh, knowing we're being videoed. Maybe we shouldn't be bragging about it in social media posts, right? Um, which this guy did foolishly. Yeah. Um, maybe the maybe the what will happen next is those who are rioting and wishing to set police vehicles on fire will better hide their identity to make it more difficult for law enforcement oh. to to prove who they are. Um, I think the protesters, if they, you know, gear up again are going to learn from these types of situations right. and they will better uh, try to hide their identities. So it's not necessarily the end of the story, but hopefully this is a sobering message for some people who are thinking about joining in and, you know, creating a little havoc out there and smashing things and stealing Oof. things and burning things. Yeah. It's just, you know, when they, from what we understand, when they go into prison, they kind of go around the room. what you do? what you do? And, you know, he didn't steal anything, didn't kill anyone. I'm not making excuses, but uh, seven years federal prison. Well, I, I lit a police car on fire. You know, it's not like he stole some money or anything like that. All right, folks, quick break. A lot more with uh, our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil, make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 
1-800-273-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200. This winter, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. We're speaking with our legal expert. He is Rhode Island uh, top attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, if you don't mind, before we go to the next story, I sent you an email um, of someone that wrote uh, to me, uh, writing to see if you heard anything going on. This this woman claims that she lives in Coventry and on a state road, got pulled over by a state trooper because it's a, it's a state road in Coventry. And he said the registration was expired. So uh, after giving him the license, he stated it was expired. He won't tow it, but he handed a piece of paper with a summons. You have to appear in traffic court. She claims she went home, cleared up, and then claims her 19-year-old daughter got pulled over, same road, same trooper. And this time, she the daughter was speeding, gets nervous, hands the trooper, according to this woman, um, mistakenly hands him a, a uh, insurance card that's expired, and he doesn't charge her for the speeding, but does give her summons because of the insurance card that was expired and she sent this to me asking like can you check with tim dodd legal expert they somehow feel they're being you know harassed by the state by the police now um again the the woman she her her car apparently was expired and the daughter was speeding but i i don't like to ignore it if someone takes the time to send it to us i thought i'd lay it out for you and uh and just get your legal opinion on this Yes, um, your listener complained of two things. She complained that she got pulled over uh, because her registration was expired. And she complains that how could the trooper see the little sticker that's in the <laughs> lower corner of your license plate? Well, they actually can and they do. Yeah. Um, you know, th those things are a specific kind of color that you can see from a good ways away. Um, when that type of ticket is issued, um, rather than paying a fine, if you go into court showing that you've now got the vehicle registered, um, the court will typically dismiss the charge, but you are still assessed court costs of like $38 and change. Yep. So people like your listener might say, this is a shakedown. They know it's a it's a um, uh, charge that doesn't have lots of merit. It's just a way to get thirty eight bucks out of every motorist. I, I'm not sure that's correct, um, but that's what happened to her. Let's yeah. let's move to her daughter. Yep. Daughter gets pulled over allegedly for speeding. Right. Um, the trooper asks for her license and registration. Um, the girl apparently hands the trooper a lot of paperwork <laughs> out of the glove compartment. Yep. So she didn't, you know, smart, smart people have uh, their license and or registration um, in their um, sun visor. Yes. So that if it's ever requested, boom, it's right go there. Fumbling. Yep. Because let's move away from the daughter for one sec. Let's assume it's a DUI stop. Yep. And the officer says license and registration. And now you're fumbling around looking for it. The officer is going to say you're fumbling. You couldn't find your paperwork. You're mm. stumbling. You're bumbling. It's an indicia of intoxication. Well, if I got pulled over tonight, I'd have a hard time pulling all that stuff out of my glove box. Yeah. But that wouldn't be an indicia that I'm intoxicated. So it's smart to have that at the ready, either in your armrest or in your visor so that you never have that problem. So daughter hands the trooper this wad of stuff. Amongst the paperwork that the trooper sorts through is an expired uh, insurance card. So he could have said, 
this one's expired. Are you sure you don't have a current one in there? He didn't. He simply wrote her up for that. Now, if she has insurance, it's easily rectified. If he had charged her with speeding, that's much harder to rectify. Right. So he didn't um, cite her for the charge which she would pay money and her insurance rates would go up. Hmm. He did charge her with insurance. If she had no insurance, she's going to get tagged at the traffic tribunal. If she did have an insurance card, she shows up with it. Um, it's not the trooper's fault that she didn't produce the right card. I think the mom has a point that he could have asked the question. But again, the vehicle was insured. They show the insurance card. The case is dismissed for 38 bucks. Yep. I don't see it as a scam. No. I know that the troopers are out there at assigned posts. That might be this trooper's beat that he's got to do every day. Um, they typically, you know, are assigned to specific areas to um, for vehicle assessment and control. I'm sure the mom's unhappy because her young daughter was upset and maybe embarrassed by the situation. But I'm not aware of anything which which suggests that the state uh, police are running this scam to hand out um, less than meritorious tickets to shake out 38 bucks out of each motorist that goes to court. I yeah. just don't think that's their M.O. Folks, we're speaking with our legal expert, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys, Tim Dodd. And Tim, the fallout continues from January 6th at the Capitol, and they seem to have zeroed in on two individuals. You know, someone's got to pay for this Capitol police officer. And boy, these guys, I don't know what they were thinking about, but I think it's interesting. They're not necessarily charging him, charging them with murder, but very serious charges saying the two of them, they, they're claiming, uh, sprayed the officer's with beer spray and the, the the cause of death supposedly still has not been determined. Uh, but the, um, they really seem to be zeroing in on those two, those two, uh, individuals. Yes. These are the two guys that, um, encountered officer uh, Sicknick. Sicknick who yeah. ultimately passed away. Well, hours after the incident of at the Capitol where people were storming the Capitol, these guys were each charged with nine counts, including assaulting Sicknick, um, including counts for assaulting an officer of the United States with a deadly weapon. Now, the deadly weapon in this case apparently is bear spray. Throughout the woods and you encounter a bear, I guess you spray the spray. Yeah. And it's supposed to drive the bear away. Yep. Um, originally, the operating theory was that these guys or other people had hit Sicknick in the head with a fire extinguisher, right. giving him a brain um, or a head injury, which ultimately resulted in his death. That was widely reported, and it's been quietly withdrawn. So we now know that that's not what happened. Now, these two are on video. And again, everything's on video these days. If you want to do something stupid, presume that you're going to be on video for the world to see. So allegedly one says to the other, give me that blanking bear spray. Right. And um, proceeds to spray the officer uh, in the face. So I don't know what bear spray is. Maybe it's like mace. Maybe it's like pepper spray. Um, in any event, um, Apparently, it had some effect to move Sicknick off, and these guys proceed. Is bear spray a deadly weapon? Well, that remains to be seen. Right. Um, was the canister of whatever was in there confiscated? Was it tested? Hmm. Do we know it was bear spray? It was in a black can. Um, unless that material was confiscated, how does this government prove right. that it was actually bear spray and it wasn't just Lysol? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that um, rhetorically, right. but you can't presume it. You've got to prove it. It's just like when, you know, somebody gets pulled over or somebody gets stopped. They're on the beach. Um, they're drinking on the beach. Officer charges them with, you know, um, consuming alcohol on a public beach. They get cited, the officer walks away. Well, if 
the officer doesn't confiscate what's allegedly the alcoholic beverages. How do you prove it at the time of trial? Sure. So if they don't have the canister of this bear repellent, um, has it been tested? Does mm. the testing laboratory confirm that the ingredients could be deadly? I mean, there's many steps the government's going to have to um, get over to prove that these guys assaulted um, Officer Sicknick with a quote-unquote deadly weapon. Hmm. Um, and we just don't know how thorough the investigation is or what the physical evidence is that the prosecution has right now. Right. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Uh, attorney Tim Dodd, our legal expert, right here on The John DePietro Show. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient. Reduce your oil bill. By as much as 90%, they have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Carry Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL. System replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates of free financing is available, 401-351-7600, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the Queen of Health, 401-305-3585. You've seen the her store. It's right in that old white church. It's My Health, because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, we understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, because remember, it's your health. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. We're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, last May, Governor Newsom in California, wildly popular in New York. Governor Cuomo, as Joe Biden, President Biden said, well, a candidate Biden, he was the gold standard how to operate 
Uh, fast forward less than a year later, both of them uh, finding significant challenges. Newsom has this recall against him. But let's start with Cuomo, that even uh, President Biden went on the record saying that he, he wouldn't be surprised if there's criminal charges against Cuomo. Yes, um, President Biden, um, again, was extraordinarily careful in his choice of words. Um, I think he said that, you know, Governor Cuomo should resign, you know, if the investigation so warrants. So he's not looking for immediately for the governor to resign. Um, if, if the facts are warrant, that could take months of investigation for that to play itself out. So the president was walking a tightrope. I mean, the, the statements that are being made um, by certainly uh, politicians from the same party as um, Governor Cuomo are really soft peddling this thing. I don't know if this guy did everything that's alleged or not, but I recall that when um, Judge Kavanaugh was going through his confirmation here right. and um, Dr. Blasey Ford made the allegations, Cuomo was one of the first out of the box to say, I believe her. That's what right. motivation does she have to lie? Yep. Why would she say this if it wasn't true? Yep. Now, Believe women. Believe women. And yeah. no one has said to the governor in any of his press conferences, let me quote you there, Governor. You <laughs> yeah. said this. How is your case any different? Now, I, I certainly um, stand by the notion that everyone is presumed innocent until proven guilty. The governor is cloaked with that presumption. I'm not sure if anything that he did rises to the level of a criminal offense. Based on what we know so far, it might be unethical and it might be extraordinarily creepy, but it may not be criminal. Yeah. At this juncture, based upon what we know, right. um, my understanding is that the um, legislature in New York is um, um, at the very outset of a um, impeachment investigation, and that could go anywhere. John, it's it's interesting. The state of New York, in its constitution. Its impeachment provisions are even vaguer than what's in the U.S. Constitution. Mm. An impeachment of a governor, sitting governor in New York, can happen for virtually any reason. Wow! There's no there's no standard of high uh, treason or other high crimes or misdemeanors. There's truly no legal standards for what is an impeachable offense. Mm. I, I think it's whatever the legislature feels is impeachable wow. becomes impeachable. Um, Apparently, in New York, there hasn't been an impeachment of a sitting governor since 1913, and that was the only time it's ever happened. So there's not a lot of um, historical reference points to guide the current New York legislature as to what to do here. Um, I've said it on your air before. I don't think Andrew Cuomo's going to resign. Yeah. I don't think he cares. Right. I think he's going to take the heat. Yep. and wait for a different news story to dominate sure. the news cycle, and he'll just sort of hang in there. Yeah. Um, much like the governor of Virginia did when yep. he got jammed up for his blackface KKK sure. photographs from college, he took the hits, he stood in there, he resisted the calls for his resignation, and two years later, there he sits. Yep. Now, what about Governor Newsom? He's just along for the ride, Tim Dodd. There's nothing he can do. This they've started a sounds seems like a pretty successful recall motion against him. Well, yes, a recall simply results in a recall election, and the question on the ballot will be: Should um, Governor Newsom be recalled? Yes or no? Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist of it. So once the critical number of signatures is obtained under California law to trigger a recall election, now it's a new campaign. Yeah. So Newsom's out there raising money, and the um, folks who want to see him um, recalled are raising money, and this is going to be a battle of the airwaves. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming 
experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today, 439-6028, 439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service, bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVast Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. R.E. Coogan Heating. Call Coogs today. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember, whether it's plumbing, heating, or cooling, residential services, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone, they say. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 401 732 6562-401-732-6562. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable for plumbing, heating, and cooling. From winter to summer, the trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls to maintenance agreements to installation, R.E. Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers. They pride themselves. They make customer service and satisfaction a top priority. As they say, as Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562. It's Coogs. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401 431 2300 MEGA MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third party brokerage for your company, your housing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies? You can depend on MEGA MEGA Logistics. Call them today 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company, maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300.